0: This podcast is hosted and produced by Guru Lego in his personal capacity and does not reflect the views of any of his affiliates. The content on this podcast is for information purposes and does not constitute as material advice.
1: Saying that ideas start out bad, it doesn't matter what idea you have, it always is like it's trash, you know, and you just work your way to making it better, you know. So.
0: Hey, data peeps, a new season and new beginnings. Welcome to another installment of Data Journey. In today's episode, we are in conversation with a true, African startup story. Today, we speak to Tebang Kobo, the co-founder of an amazing fintech company called Airbuy. Airbuy is revolutionizing the world of payments when it comes to e-commerce, using a very innovative method of payments using the mode of airtime. time. Tebang is a vet graduate with a BSc in computer science and geography. We look forward to engaging with you, Tebang. Welcome to our show.
1: Yeah, the pleasure is mine, colleague. Thank you for having me, and uh, you know introducing me to your listeners you know that i think i always take the opportunity to get to know new people talk about my story hear their stories you know but yeah thank you thank you very much
0: awesome awesome so it's a bang on why decided on it easier for you to use some of your computer science skills and just go code for some go take us through why you chose this path and what is the motivation around getting to you know entrepreneurship and your venture into AI, which I must say, ladies and gents, is very interesting e-commerce often up to the e-commerce market. Uh Japan will go more in depth into it. But take us through Japan, how you you chose to go on this path and yeah.
1: Mm, yeah, well, for me, like, I think I've always had uh, an entrepreneurial spirit, you know. Uh, it just so happens that I followed the tech space, you know. But, like, going back to my high school days, primary school days, primary, I used to sell like uh, burnt CDs, you know, until there was like that message hey, stop piloting, what, what. <laughs> And then I got scared. Obviously, I'm a child. It's, it's a serious thing, you know. And then uh, from high school, I moved to selling cupcakes, uh, hot dogs, you know. So I've always had that thing of, you know, trying to uh, being, uh financially independent, making my own rules and stuff like that. So when I matriculated from Queen's High, um I went to VITS, I wanted to study electrical engineering, actually, mm-hmm. uh, and then, but the thing is, I got there with my, like, I got, the, the day I got my matric results, that's the day I applied for university, so it was full, you know, oh. and then they told me, guys, uh, you
0: started, eh? Excuse me? Yes, taking
1: <laughs> yeah, you can say that, you know because i felt like you know i had good marks i had a few distinctions here and they they're going to take me you know so i applied and then it was full and then they mentioned uh, you can do a bsc and uh, study a few modules that are also part of the electrical engineering course you know so I was like oh okay no problem oh so i i did uh, a math i took math I took computer science i took uh, geography and i also took uh, chemistry first year okay i did that passed the following year i was accepted for electrical engineering and then i was like uh you know what let me just finish off this bsc thing you know Uh so yeah i continued with my bsc and then uh, you know there would be times in the classroom the lecturer would be like, guys, uh, this course is going to help with your CV, what, what, you know? And I would always be like, that's like, why aren't you saying it's going to help us with your business or something like that? Like, do we all all have to go and get stuff that's going to help us with our CV, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I would have that feeling like, ah, but i eventually understood that the lecturers some of the well the lecturers i had they weren't interested in starting businesses or anything like that they were interested in helping us get it get good jobs and um so that uh you know we can live uh, a fulfilled life in terms of what they saw it as you know so i i kind of understood their mindset but I, I also acknowledge that that's not my mindset, you know. My mindset was like, okay, let me just get these skills and then do something with it, you know. So, uh, yeah, that was the how I was experiencing my, my university life in terms of the courses and the material. And then uh, on my last year, my third year, I was like, Okay, I have enough points to get a degree. I'm gone, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, you know I'm I'm actually from a family where I'm the first generation of kids to get a degree to even go to university. Wow, you know, I'm part of that first generation, you know. Wow. Um. Yeah. So I, I had to make sure that I acquire my degree, you know. Because even, like, during my studies, my, my mother passed away, you know. So it was also, like, telling her that, uh, you know, I, I went to university, I finished it, you know. Because she also made sacrifices for me, you know. Uh. Uh, because, let me, like, let me tell you a story. Like, my first year, I didn't have a bursary, I didn't have nothing, you know. Yeah. But my mom went to a loan shark, and that's how I paid for my school fees, so oh. Abu Mashonisa, they've got a special place in my heart. <laughs> wow,
0: that's, that. that's yeah. they have a bad they have a pet conversation, man. Yeah, yeah, they have a bad some, for some Logan sharks paying for people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. But yeah, I was also like considering the the lengths to which my mother went for me to be in university. And uh, I had to make sure that I passed, you know so once i got my degree i still had that thing yo i need to use my skills to do this 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 you know i've got enough skills i don't have to get a job i don't have a like i don't have much responsibilities i'm uh, i'm young i'm healthy and let me let me let me just go into the fire and see what happens you know Wow, so yeah, so like adverts, there used to be um competitions around like programming and stuff like that, so this was uh organized by a professor called Barry dawaski, so he used to organize uh events or competitions just to promote uh University guys to go into the entrepreneurial space and specifically the tech entrepreneurial space, you know. So his vision was, you know, to have like a Silicon Valley mm. of South Africa in Bramfontein, you know. Yeah. So along along my path, I got to meet with Professor Barry, uh, you know, and uh, we would would uh, be a part of these programs you know and uh, some of them there were competitions where you would win office space some of them you would get uh, mentoring from uh, guys in the industry you know so like being in that space also you know uh, nourished that yearning i had of being an entrepreneur and, and also being an entrepreneur in the tech space, you know? So yeah, from that it grew and there was, there's also a place called Josie Hub. Unfortunately, lockdown forced it to close its doors, but it had great programs from guys like Google. Mm -hmm. uh, There would be uh, Google developer camps there, you know? So even like, google developer meetups so we would come there developers would share their skills you know we would exchange some knowledge but uh yeah yeah that's that's like sort of the 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 beginning of my path into the tech entrepreneurship space yeah yeah
0: wow and then fast forward API. No, okay. So you have to take us through how 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 this idea of of API, you know, is yes. came about. I'll I'll leave you to speak more about how you pivoted to what it yeah how it is now, but yeah. I want you to touch upon how it actually started. What inspired this this concept?
1: Okay, so API is um is a product of a few failed startups, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> I I went straight from university into this startup world. And, you know, there are, I even forgot some of the ideas and startups we pushed, you know, but there were many lessons learned from there. But um, with Epi, the the beginning of EPI was uh, from... There was... There's this thing called MIT Global Startup Labs, right? So this is like a, a global outreach program from MIT, which is based in the States, in Massachusetts. So a lot of big, big tech leaders, they're from that institution, you know? So they decided to have a program where they would go to different parts of the world and equip aspiring entrepreneurs with skills, most importantly, development skills and business skills, right? So this program landed at WITS. So uh, we got communication that guys, here's a one month program from MIT. Uh, you're gonna be with uh, four, four, four tutors from MIT and from MIT Business School, uh, the Sloan Business School, which is like one of the top business schools in the world. So you're yeah. gonna be getting knowledge from those guys, you know. So we're like, ah, so uh, actually, there's It's not just me you know i haven't been on this journey alone there's been a few guys that have always been riding with me you know that's another thing that i've been fortunate with is that i've been surrounded with a group of guys that share my vision and i share theirs and we've been traveling on this journey together a lot of some i've heard a lot of entrepreneurs they have this journey alone, you know. So I've been fortunate yeah. in that regard, you know. So yeah. Okay, we're like, uh let's enter this program. So we we, we called ourselves sync band. So if you a tech guy, you know, syncing, you know, and band can mm. you know, relate to like bandwidth, you know, stuff like so we're just playing around. So we called okay. ourselves sync band you know
0: okay yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so band for bandwidth and band as in a real guitar band
0: you know but um yeah that's that's... that sounds so esoteric like (laughs) yeah yeah so
1: we're like ah guys uh, let's be a part of this program and see what happens so i went in the program and then we, we already had like the startup we we're working on, I think it was it was meant to be like a brochure for the likes of ShopRite, uh like a digital brochure for ShopRite or Pick and Pay or you know, the uh, that you could like you could scan with your phone and then uh you would get prices and stuff like that. Yeah, it was yeah, something like that. But we had that going for ourselves. So we were like, uh, you know what? For us to get the full benefit of this program, let's start from scratch. New idea, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know? So it's always that curiosity. Always we're not afraid to start from the beginning, you know, those things. So, okay, we start with, uh, with like a blank page on the program. So, first day of the program, they tell us, okay, this is the program. Uh, Guys, come up with an idea that you'd like to work on, and then we'll take it from there. And then we had, like, a structured brainstorming session. They shared some tools with us with regards to brainstorming and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I was, like, just thinking in in my, you know, my needs and stuff like that. So, there was a day I was like, uh, you know, I want to listen to music legally. You know? Yeah. So, at that time, I had an Apple iPhone. So, I was like, I want to buy music uh, via iTunes. But I don't want to use my credit card or bank card. At that time, I had a, a, a debit card. You know, I was like, I don't want to use my debit card because I don't feel comfortable with uh, submitting my banking details to an online platform or any or any app, you know. At that time, I was yeah. like very, very cautious of uh, giving out my banking details, and uh, I had never bought online before at that stage, you know. But I had a I had a thought that okay, what if instead of using my Bank card, what if I use my airtime to buy music from? Yeah. Apple, you know, and then I went to the gents. I'm like, ah, guys, let's here's an idea, let's run with this, you know? Yeah, so, so the guys are like, yeah, 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 plus, you know, airtime is something that is relevant, especially in the South African space. Uh, we use prepaid a lot, yeah. You know? Mm. and uh, so we just came up with a name okay so how do we buy with airtime uh yeah okay airbuy yeah airbuy yeah, yeah, yeah so <laughs> ah, yeah okay, so we, <laughs> so we decided to call it airbuy you know yeah 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 so we're like yeah yeah let's run with it sharp and then okay i right, now uh we're in the program we are working on airbuy so they so during the program they gave us like some development frameworks, guys, these are the latest development frameworks, Uh, use Django. So, that was the first time we introduced to Django. We are like, oh, Django, okay, looks cool. Uh, Plus, it's on Python. Python is easy, you know. Uh, It's not like PHP 8. PHP gets hectic and, you know, people write a lot of lines for just, for like just inserting data into, uh, database, just an insert statement with PHP, it's multiple lines. Yeah. But with Python, it's like one line: insert this, what, what, out. So we're like, okay, now nah, we're gonna run on Django, okay, sharp. And then, uh, via the business element, you know, uh, they they equip us because they're from a business school, you know. Yeah. And. Uh, they tell us about um stuff like porter's five
0: um force elements yeah porter's five forces yeah five forces
1: yeah yeah yeah. porter that's my first time of hearing about porter i'm like oh, who's this guy
0: yeah okay
1: no. <laughs> uh we we learned about market segmentation you know
0: yeah 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 uh, we learned
1: yeah we learned uh, uh how to properly conduct market research you know, from actually talking to people to analyzing all that it, you've talked about with different people, you know, from selecting a sample and uh, also, like, not tr- not introducing your biases into the research, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, collecting info and trying to identify if there are trends, you know, so yeah skills like that you know we were we getting taught like yeah, those skills and outside of the classroom we would we would visit uh the the google uh headquarters for africa so we went to the google offices yeah it was you know it was it was dope you know yeah and uh, we we're also introduced to uber they would give us like so we would have competitions within the, um, within the program and then people would win uh, Uber rides, you know. So, okay, got introduced to Uber like that. But with, uh, with them exposing us to these companies, they would also tell the stories of the founders, you know. Yeah. Um, they would talk about Travis Kalanick, the founder of Uber and how it started, you know. Um, they would talk about larry page one of the co-founders of google uh but yeah you know like inspiring stuff you know yeah and then yeah so the fast forward the last day of of the program was pitch day right so now we've been prepping for pitches we've been refining our ideas you know uh, because there's a saying that ideas start out bad. It doesn't matter what idea you have. It always is like, it's trash, you know? And you just work your way to making it better, you know? So that program was part of that phase of making the idea good.
0: Wow. You know? So so essentially what you're touching upon there is is testing out that idea practically... Then using like feedback that is not like yes. in your mind, but actually out yes. there, having like idea yes. out there, in the open, and using the feedback outward to make it much better. I think that's that's so powerful. That's a lot. Yeah, guys die very early because they they get <laughs> they only get tested in the mind and not really out. Mm. Yeah, and oh, what you what you
1: talking about is uh we we define it as working in a black box you know like a black box on the airplane it like it records everything that's happening within that airplane environment and nothing outside you know but when you work like that uh, everything is in your mind you know and and when you finally go out and test it it's actually not what you thought it was you know yeah so it's always it's always advice work out of the black box because you know sometimes we grow attached to our ideas you know and we want to protect them so much but you know it it's very very useful and helpful for you to like to speak to someone about what you have in mind you know Uh, speak to different people Get different um, perspectives on what it is you want to do. And don't work in a black box. Always step outside of that. Because sometimes it's like, it's like maybe a thing of vanity, or uh, I don't know. But uh, people, we as people, even me, myself, I'm guilty of that. Uh, we We think we can solve everything within our own heads. And um, only to find out that just going outside, chances are it will improve what you already have in mind, you know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's pitch day. Are we there? You know, even learning some pitching skills. Mm -hmm. So it's not not just business skills, not just dev skills, but also, like, getting to talk to people, you know because some idea like some ideas or businesses they may be good but you'll find that you can't communicate it to other people and that can lead to a failure and stuff like that but learning to talk in front of a crowd of people is a key skill you know and sometimes if you're fortunate to be in a team you'll find that there's one person within the team that is really good at public speaking, you know, and then you find others, they're really good at uh stuff that has nothing to do with public speaking but maybe development work or someone who can analyze information, you know. So it's it's really good to recognize each other's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Know? So yeah, so okay. Pitch day comes. We pitch there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there, there were like eight other ideas that were pitching that day. So uh, we went to. Uh, it was we we, we pitched at WITS, there in there by the alumni space at uh, Olives and Plates. So. There's conference rooms there. Yeah, at
0: Vids.
1: yeah. Yeah, so we're pitching there. Okay. Ah, they, they were great ideas. Even some of them, you know, they were like uh, EduTech, you know. Some were Uber for kids. Uh, Yeah, it was interesting, interesting guys that we were all part of the program with. So, okay, we all pitch, Sharp. Ah, and then judges, they come, they, okay, guys, uh, these are the ones we pick to be the winners, but even if you're not recognized, it's fine. You can continue or you can try new things. Just, it's not like uh, a judgment on you, mm. even if you don't win uh, today, you know? Uh. So, okay, Sharp. Uh ah. They announce one two position three position two position one ah position one epa, yeah. Ah,
0: we happy yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, we did it yeah yeah this thing is the one, yeah, you know so mm so okay, we get our our praises and stuff like that, and then uh on that day we took the the tutors to. To, we had a pry at my house with them, you know. We're like, ah, oh, guys, come, let's go and have fun. Pry, uh, you're leaving SA, let's leave you with some memories, you know. Yeah, so wow. um, yeah, we, we bought them some uh, yeah, what's this thing, black label. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> And then they got us some American stuff, you know. Yeah. So that was a nice cultural exchange. And till today we're still in contact with those people, you know. Um right now they're like executives at companies like Yelp, you know, uh and uh it's these these US companies, they like they're nice they but you know, we've got that relation because uh it was not only a celebration that we won, but it was a celebration that you guys, you came here, you gave us these skills, you know, and we would like to show our gratitude by sharing some of our culture. We even cooked pap for them, you know. Wow. Yeah, it was a nice, <laughs> it was a nice day, you know. So, yeah, and then we were like, you know what, ah, let's let's run with this thing. It was a program, but let's just, you know, go go further with it. You know? Yeah. So okay, now we're focusing on buying online with airtime. Oh, okay, shop, shop. Hey, we start running into red tapes. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, mm-hmm. hey. to, con- to convert airtime back into money, it's a process, you know, and the network must take its card. And the there's people that they, they call them wasps. They must take their card, and then you get the money back. So from 10 rand, you would receive like 6 rand back, you know? So if someone is buying online with 100 bucks, they, uh, so it would be a situation where the guy who's selling is getting less than 60 rand because we as the payments processor, we have to also take our cut, you know? So already there's losses. So we're like, ah. This thing is getting tricky, you know? Wow. So, uh, we bump into uh, one of the heads at M, And then uh, we tell them, guys, this is what we're doing, what, what, you know? Uh, But I think they had their own things going, so they weren't really, like, trying to help us. Yeah. So we're like, ah, these guys... Uh, they just want to take our ideas because like we're helping them with building an innovation uh setup for their employees. You know? Yeah. So we, we gave them some ideas and stuff like that, but with what we wanted, they they never really helped us, you know. So we're like, ah I, this thing, you know what, uh, it's getting tricky, let's let's pivot. You know, instead of using airtime, let's just use actual hardcore cash, you know. And we know with that, it's minimal charges. There isn't, like, a 40% off the bat taken off from the money we're processing, you know. So, we're like, okay, now nah, let's move. But And then, like, this is, like, a year into... Running into brick walls, red tape, yeah. people not taking us serious, you know, we also had mentors that were like, Ah these people, you say you're a mentor, but you've never even run a business, you know, yeah, so it was like just all of that, you know, uh before we pivoted, and then we 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 eventually did pivot, we were like, okay, let's just use hardcore cash and uh, we'll see what happens
0: was because i know your starting point was the simplicity of just pivoting to to now actual hard hard cash how difficult was it to to pivot in that direction because you know there's the vanity of having something very innovative brand new staying the hard course but just pivoting in that direction Mm -hmm. You know, how hard was that?
1: Yeah, it, it wasn't easy, you know, because we actually, like, one of our founders, he was like, ah, guys, there's no money in this thing. I'm out, you know. So that's one of the, the difficulties we faced in terms of the team, you know. And then uh, outside, like, in terms of, like, the technical and stuff like that, we realized that, you know, our purpose is... Is not airtime. time. Our purpose is to make buying online easy and safe. Yeah. You know? So airtime is just is just one of the ways we can use, you know. What we our goal is to have people not using their credit cards to buy online. So we recognize that, hey man, this thing it seems like it's like a digital wallet. Mm-hmm. You know? So whether it's airtime coming into the wallet or it's actual money, there's a digital wallet somewhere there and then that allows people to spend, you know, because we are buffering. It's sort of like creating a buffering layer between people's bank accounts and what they want to do online, Mm. you know. Mm. So that was like the thought processes we had to go through. And then, that's when the switch eventually happened. Yeah. Uh, So it's just recognizing what it is you're doing at a at a high level, you know, and not getting too much into the details.
0: Yeah, and going with so that actually, you know, works in the reality and the most pragmatic thing. Yes. And it's really essentially, you know just going with something that will practically make sense and give you traction, you know, in the career we're in. Yeah. Because like you've mentioned, then callers to transact and create that buffer between, you know, the trust equation of using my mm. my, my bank account, having that middle layer. And how, did, how have you found that ever since you guys have pivoted, you know, how have you found that?
1: Yeah, so once we switched, you know, things started happening, you know. Um we so there was this competition called uh demo Africa. Yeah, you know. So we would yeah, we we entered that competition. Excuse me. <clears throat> so we entered that competition. Uh so another reason another thing for I want people to also know is that we have like we don't have rich uncles that have been in business, that you can get funding from, yeah. you know. Um, there's none of that. Like, I don't have a, a, an uncle that has been an executive or engineer. Like I mentioned, I'm the first generation of graduates in my family, you know. So we had to find ways to fund
0: by Yeah. You know?
1: So... One of the initial ways that we saw that could help fund Airbuy is to enter these competitions because there's been, there there were like some competitions where the prize money would be like 30,000, 20,000, you know. And there was also others, heck, Josie, it's it's no longer in existence now, where people won like a million rand to work on their idea you know so as a source of funding we're like ah, let's go into these competitions and see what happens you know so we went to things like demo africa so from demo africa uh it's where we got to be we, we got we were introduced to guys from Ghana Tanzania all over Africa you know and what we could, from being part of that cohort is Amazon funded us in terms of development tools, you know, so they gave us like fifteen thousand dollars worth of credits so we we were able to get onto the Amazon platform, use the tools there are there stuff like root 53 uh, what's these things uh stuff to hold our data there uh s3 buckets uh we were using uh amazon ec2 you know to host our platform you know so for, by us going into that demo africa competition thing we're able to uh, get funding with regards to development of our pro- of our product because now we're like oh uh, we can run our platform for free you know because it's not cheap running a platform or hosting a site or stuff like that that stuff is not free hmm. you have to pay for it and for us we we're fortunate that Amazon uh, hooked us up. Wow. So yeah, I just wanted to share that in terms of like creative
0: mechanisms. Funding. I think I think what you do yeah. there as well, uh Tepang, especially in the tech the tech space or tech startups, one does not see what's under mm-hmm. the hood in building a tech startup in terms of the cost the cost of the technology, the need, and yes. those types of uh, you know, startups are probably you know the hardest to get actual funding. And you mentioned a good point around your know, competitions, how you use that to to fund. You know, your 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 startup up to where you are right now. It's a very important point you're making because it's often you know easy to to think about ideas in a form of an app. I don't actually. What goes through mm. putting together like a technical solution, the cost of that, and with funding for for such initiatives, especially in South Africa, those are no few and far between. Just being being creative yeah. around how you fund your 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 idea, not just looking at venture capital, loans, being open mm. to competitions. They've, exposure, mm. go there. and if you win, you get some good resources in the form of money or technical resources.
1: Yes, yes, most definitely, you know, because even though uh, we have knowledge, we gained knowledge from guys from the States, this is South Africa, it's mm-hmm. easy, you know, so you have to know what, what your your landscape you know and figure out ways you know because we we would think that like when you there de- when you that side you know it, there's a huge ecosystem of guys that are just willing to throw money at ideas whether they fail or not you know like there's that culture of guys just try just do it yeah, just you know and with i say it's it's starting to develop but it's not like in the states you know so we have to be very very creative with how we get money or funding for our yeah ideas. no,
0: that's true that's true man because uh this is mainly a data podcast we, we love our data here. yes so just from your perspective as a what is the value like of of data? You know, is it in terms of does it affect how you operate? Usually, you know, how is data valuable to yourself as uh, API?
1: so as at API, we always had data in mind from like get go. You know, so initially, we started collecting like we created our own functions that would uh, collect data for us, but like, that would bring glitches into the system, you know, the the website would break, you know. Because, like, we weren't, uh, so, like, none of us went to jobs and stuff like that. So, we weren't aware that, like, there's actually standards of collecting data. There's, there's guys that have built modules for you to use, you know. So, we're like, hey, instead of us building our own things to collect data, what's already there? Ah, uh, we're like, ah, Google Analytics. Yeah. You know? So, uh, we, started, we started using Google Analytics to capture uh, certain data aspects of our platform. And then there's also guys from Segment that uh, they approached us to like, ah, oh, guys, uh, we are Segment. We We collect data like this. You may have google analytics but our platform interprets some of the information so that you can you know make better business decisions you know so we also implemented the segment people and then also part of like data collection points or data collection software we employed um i forgot the name of the software but it actually like records screens so when people are on the platform it would record what they they, what they're doing on the platform you know so from that that's that's more of like a visual data collection um method because we'd sit down and like watch the video like there would be hundreds of videos to go through you know some would be short, some would be long, but it would be for us to see like how are people using our platform, you know? Where are they getting yeah. stuck? You know? Yeah. Like that was more of like a manual for manual way of analyzing data for us, um, but it, it was more focused on the user experience. How do we? Make it easier for people to get an app account. How do we make it easier for people to spend their app, uh, the money in their app wallets, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was just trying to add that for us, it was not just uh, data of like text based data, uh-huh. but it was also some visual visual based data, you know? So yeah, with with like the Google Analytics stuff, we would see oh okay, there's people from uh, devon Cape Town, Johannesburg mm-hmm. that are using our platform, that are signing up, that like, and that was one of really our our initial hypotheses that we want people from the urban centers, you know, and uh, the data collected also show that guys, actually, yes, these are the people that are using eBay or signing up or just visiting there from these areas, which we predicted would uh, and not only predicted, but we wanted people from those areas specifically, you know. Um, also, like, get stuff about the devices that people are using, you know. yeah. So, with our target market, we we wanted people who are using, you know, because iPhone people, it's like, a, like iPhone already. It's an expensive phone, and if in, in that high in that bracket, you you probably have bought online yeah. using your card or your credit, card, you know, and focusing on people like you, you know. So, collecting data on the kinds of devices let us know that okay these are number of people that are actually going to your site you know um yeah yeah stuff like that you know and uh we'd also see people from outside of south africa using the platform uh but uh if right now is to get guys from sa so that was just like analyzing or getting data from uh, the Google Analytics stuff, you know. But uh, from our own database of people that are online, that have signed up, and not only people that have signed up, but also, like, companies that have signed up, you know. We've also, we've, we've been collecting information on how, they are using the platform, you know? So there's some people that are using API to store money, yeah. you know? And when you, like, uh, extrapolate it or think about it in, like, okay, right now we have a few hundred signups and users. Okay, what happens when we have a million signups and 500,000 of them are using a buy to mm-hmm. store money, you know. So, if there's, so if there's uh, let's say 10 people storing uh, a thousand rand on their app wallets, you know, that's okay, 10,000, okay, shop. But now, if there's a hundred thousand people storing a thousand rand, that's like you're getting into the yeah. millions now, you know, and that that has regulatory implications yeah you know yeah so we think about stuff like that and we we move accordingly you know because we realize that people are gonna use the platform in unexpected ways you know and we have to sit there and monitor what are people doing that's weird. you know
0: you found how you're using actually data to to drive your follow-on decisions yes 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 interesting one it's important it's it's very data tools like your analytics. you're not having yeah. to you know reinvent the wheel and then explore what is out there. yes what is that first
1: of all it saves a lot of time you know um We've learned that like you don't really have to sit there and build a new thing. What's more productive is that you sit there and look for what you want because chances are it already exists and someone has built it and it's more secure than whatever you will build, you know so it touches also on security because. You can build something on your own from scratch and then it can be mm-hmm. vulnerable because we're working in the mm-hmm. internet space, you know? And with internet products, there's always guys that are going to hack you. If it's not a guy, it's a bot, mm-hmm. you know? So you, when you're thinking alone in your know, black box, you don't think about those mm-hmm. things, you know? But what is more useful is trying to get a... A module that is already there, that's existing, obviously from a trusted uh, source, and just using it, you yeah. know, uh, even if it costs a bit, it's better to pay that little money than paying thousands because your platform has been compromised because you wanted to use your own things
0: there. And and these companies are like that's their bread bread and butter. They built around some of these things, yes. so business, yes. so outsourcing this effort is to your benefit, because you know mm. your survival depends on what the availability is.
1: Uh, yes, for sure, you know, it saves you time, saves you money, you know, and uh, yeah, you can get to focus on other aspects of your application or platform, you know, so yeah. Yeah, Not,
0: I think uh that's that's yeah. a really interesting and then before we end off um uh, us talk on a different you know chain of, of, of thought that we normally go through, we, we use data okay. but just getting up a practical, you know, parts building company that has data, you know, its base and how it actually Looks like practically, I think there's quite a lot of learnings that you've shared here today for us, to bang But just on a, on an ending point, anyone who's looking to to start, especially in this text, what else do you have for them, so to speak? <laughs> yeah, hey.
1: yeah, yeah. There's a well. I'll I'll, I'll firstly start off with this um, You must just just do it you know uh because like this thing it takes a lot of bravery to do it but just don't think too much about it and just do it and be open to Mm. anything that can happen you know because like sometimes we just like want to analyze something you know and uh, I, that, like, just slows us down. And for some of us, we end up not doing anything, you know. So first thing is just, just do it. Like Nike, like, just yeah. do it. Whatever it is you want, just do it, you know. And then another point is that uh, you have to be ready to sacrifice, you know, whether it's uh, a nice lifestyle, or you know, because I look at myself and the like I look at mm. my peers like they like they are nice, bruh. you know, they have their luxury cars, luxury homes, you know, but for me, I was like, uh, you know what, yeah, let me just do this thing, I'll see these things later, you know i'm I like I'm, I'm, I don't have a luxury car, I don't have a luxury house. But I have my dreams, you know, and I've sacrificed that uh seventy thousand to ninety thousand salary a month, you know. I could also be driving a verpa.
0: We all all (laughs) want to. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, we all want to, you know. But uh yeah, you you have to are you ready to sacrifice that are you ready to sacrifice your lifestyle you know um that's that's the second thing uh, and the third thing is uh like failure is is part of the journey you know be willing to fail we have failed a lot you know and uh at first it wasn't easy you know it hits the you know it hits a lot of things but once you understand that you actually fail your way to success that's when things start happening you know and just like just carry that kid spirit you know that like yeah just try new things they don't work out it's fine move on it's not personal just keep on moving you know and it's always like learn from mistakes, you know uh if you don't learn from mistakes then you're wasting your time yeah. you know I, I think that's the main main point i would share also awesome. as the uh, closest to my journey
0: awesome stuff such words of wisdom i think there's such a lot <laughs> to learn from you you could talk a very long time but i would I'd like to yeah. thank you for you know availing <laughs> yourself and you know sharing your words. Uh on the last point, yeah. yeah. If people want to get in touch with you, um, how do they get hold of you? Any social media handles? Well, of course, there is uh the API platform, definitely check it out, guys. AirPy isn't like a a time like more, yeah. A buy. There yeah, you can just um, yeah, and the main other platforms to find you, Tapang. Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter. It's Kobo at Tapangkobo. So T S H E A N G A O B on Twitter, and uh, on Instagram it's Tapang Nageri, and then uh, yeah, and then on LinkedIn it's Tapangkobo, and then uh, if you wanna pop an email. It's just Zeba at atby Africa. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome.
0: That's a true African, uh, ladies and gents. We definitely need more brave steps and brave ideas like this. And yeah, as we always say when we end off, I know everything that can be counted counts. So make everything count. Thanks a lot, Zeba.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nkulego. Uh, Lego. You know, like as entrepreneurs, sometimes it's lonely, you know, and you don't get to share your stories with people. But uh, thank you for allowing me into your space and allowing me to share my story. You know, hopefully someone out there, even if it's just one person, he can or she can, you know, learn something, you know. But uh, I really appreciate this opportunity. Awesome,
0: awesome stuff.